Are you ready, sir? I'm ready, sir. All right. <laughs> so, thank you for having me at your house, Steve Ruth, John. Appreciate that. Um, well, you're welcome. We should have had you here before. <laughs> Seriously, I know. It's, it's wonderfully beautiful, and then oh, the decoration you. is uh, grand. I'd like to take credit for it, but I've got one room that I was allowed to do what I wanted. That's my office. <laughs> And that's, that's, that's the role of the husband, apparently. Right. But um, I wanted to get you know, some information out to, especially brand new realtors or struggling realtors right now in the marketplace, right? We're in a hot market right now, and there's some realtors still struggling in the Vegas market. True. And so both of you have you know, 30 plus years in the real estate business here. Million dollar producer, John, right? And now you're, you're running a, a website for realtors to help them market themselves and integrating social media. And we'll go into that through probably more series of videos here. But I wanted to get your, if you were maybe starting out right now, or you know, if a, a struggling realtor came into your office right now, what would you tell them to do to generate like their next deal? Well, what I did when I was hiring agents, uh, first of all, I would make sure that they could afford to live for three or four months mm -hmm. before they did a deal. Right. Because just to be honest and upfront with them. And then I would ask them how much money they wanted to make. I wanted to know their motivation. Right. Once I felt secure that they were gonna do a good job, um, I would hand them a book and it would have an MLS map in it and it would be divided between uh, brand new homes and resales. So their first mission was to go and visit the new homes, the different home builders like D.R. Horton, Toll Brothers, and Ryan Holmes, and they would go around to each area, and on the, the map they would mark the price per square foot for D.R. Horton, the price per square foot for Pulte, um, and they would put the, the, uh, all the brochures in the book. Right. So then once they did that, then I'd send them back out, and they would go and do resales right around those new home areas. And again, comparing builders, comparing styles of homes, you know, some homes have six inch uh, baseboards, some have two inch, some have more insulation, so that they would learn and feel confident about the market. Then that when they would come back to the office, we would have them make phone calls. We uh, were rainmakers, so we would have leads for them to call. And when, and when they would call people, or somebody would walk in the office, whatever the case was, they had confidence, because they knew, they felt they knew the market even though they really hadn't sold anything or listed anything yet. Okay, and that's the whole purpose of going out and seeing what's up. Exactly, and then, then to generate their own business and they would set open houses. And what happens to a lot of real estate agents, they'll sit, maybe they'll do it for a month and they don't get anything, so they stop doing it. Right. So the thing about real estate is you have to realize whatever you do, you gotta do it for six to eight months. And in those six to eight months, someone will, want to list their home or buy a home from you. You also, you also, what I'd also tell them is you have to wear a badge that says, you know, Ruth Albrand, Remax. Right, right, because you've got a couple thousand agents in this town, and if you're in a grocery line, and you ask anyone in this grocery line is a real estate agent, somebody's gonna raise their hand. <laughs> well, 13,000, yeah. right, in the valley you said yesterday? Yes, and it, I would always make sure that they took carts and that if they said, somebody would say, oh, you're in real estate, because that's what happens in this town. I mean, you always have had people moving here, except when we had the, 
the crash. But other than that, there's always new people coming here and uh, they don't know, a lot of them don't know a real estate agent, believe it or not. So anyway, so you have your badge on, they say you're in real estate, yes, and so um, I'd say the market's incredible right now and they, you'd get in a conversation and I'd say, here's my card, I put out a newsletter, uh, I sent out information, if you give me your email address or your phone number, I will be happy to stay in touch with you. Right. And so you give, and you always give something when you're asking sure, for sure. something. Well, that's one of the things that uh, we used to tell agents, give away five cards a day. Right. Now that sounds easy, but it's not so easy because you have to interact with five people that you may not even know. Right. And like Ruth said, you trade, trade information. You don't give information. Sure. Clerks exactly. give information. Exactly right. Yeah. I was just going to say that. Don't give a card without getting information back because exactly. relying then on the other person to call you is you could be waiting forever. Right. <laughs> that card's your living. Right. And if you give it out without giving any, getting anything back, you're giving away your living. Right. So here's one of the challenges, and it's both in mortgages and in real estate, right? Being a independent contractor sometimes. In mortgages, you're a W-2 employee, but as a new person in the business, having three months reserves, right? There's a lot of fear coming into that third month, mm -hmm. right? Where you're not generating any deals. What do you think makes the difference between the person that makes it past that hump and begins to generate deals and the person that just gives up? What is well, the key? When I, when I started my career in real estate, I worked at a company called Jack Matthews and Company. Okay. And I was doing numbers. I was doing, I was getting listings, I was doing sales, and I was brand new. I was in the beginners, they had a beginner's office on Sirius and Value. And uh, the, they asked me to get up in front of the other young agents and tell them what I was doing uh, because it, may, it might inspire them and they, they may do the same thing. So I didn't know exactly what I was doing. So I got up and they said, uh, I said, well, let me see, what do I do? I, I start early and I work very late. <laughs> and they, they said, no. Seriously, what do you do? Right. I said, seriously, I start early and I work late and I don't mess around in between those two two times. And uh, uh, that's uh, I, my sales manager, Ronnie Voss, who's passed away, was a great guy. He, he would tell us, do this, do that. This is what you do. You go knock doors. So I picked a neighborhood right down the street from us and I started knocking doors in between the sessions, the training sessions. and all the things you go through as a new agent. And uh, on the third day out, I got a listing. I knocked on the door, hi, wow. I'm John Albrand. Do you have any real estate needs? That was, a, that was my whole pitch. Okay. How, <laughs> do you remember how many doors it took to get to that door? Uh, not too many, it was a small subdivision, maybe 30 or 40. Okay, 30 or 40, that's reasonable. But when I knocked on the door and I said, do you have any real estate needs, she said, Boy, am I glad to see you. I want to list my house. And I thought, what the heck do I do now? <laughs> I don't even know how to write a contract. <laughs> so I ran back to Jack Matthews and I got Ronnie. And I said, Ronnie, I've got a listing. He said, how do, you, how do you have a listing? I said, I did what you said. He said, you're kidding. <laughs> and uh, I knocked a lot of doors after that. Uh, 
I told Ruth I was going to write a book, uh, How I Made a Million with Holes in My Shoes. Holes in Shoes, right? Because when I, uh, I had uh, loafers and they were, I didn't have a lot of money, and uh, I wore them thin. And so I was sitting on a couch taking a listing, talking to somebody, and I looked down and there was a hole in it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the hole didn't last long. Uh, through a lot of work and a lot of different things, uh, I, I did very well in real estate. So and you I've think done very well in real estate. Two questions remind me of my follow-up about, you know, at what point did the tipping point come from for you in real estate, right? But the other question is, I want to ask maybe both of you, because now with, with social media, you know, the, the default way people are, are real new agents, you know, they're clamoring to go see what the next shortcut they can do it because they... No one likes knocking on doors. The ones that still do are successful. But it takes takes a lot of courage to go knock on doors. Do you think it's still as effective today as it was, you know? I think it would be time? effective, but uh, it's, it's branched off into uh, the internet and social media. And I think that uh, it's, it's been lost in technology, hmm. but I think, I honestly believe that it would be as effective. Right. Ruth, I know you have a... Well, one of the things that I uh, tell agents when they ask me that question is I, I tell them, go find listings and go down the street and look at the house, five houses on the left, five houses on the right, and five houses across the street. And what you do is you look those up in the tax assessor's records, you get the names of the people, and you write them each a, uh, a letter mm -hmm. and tell them that you know uh, you know that there's homes for sale in their neighborhood and if they're interested in listing and the letter I give them the verbiage and you tell them that one of the things that you do that most other agents don't do is that if you will let them out of the contract if at any time they don't think you're doing a good job as a listing agent as a listing agent wow yeah. That's a big promise. It's a big promise. And, and, what, and you say, we don't do the, the uh, three Ps. Put a sign up, put it in the MLS, and pray. Right? <laughs> we, don't, we say, we don't do that. We market. Right. And so it's all about marketing and sending out postcards to the neighborhood. And it's amazing in today's world of emails and technology right, right. how when somebody gets something like that, you stand out. When we were doing it, you know, 25, 30 years ago, Everybody was doing postcards because sure, you sure. didn't have the same technology you had today. So now when you send out a postcard, it makes a difference. Or you send out a letter or you, um, like John said, knock a door. It's hard to knock doors in today's world. but well, I think right. the technology has taken over. And when you first start in real estate, it's strictly a numbers game. Uh, the longer you're in it, of course, you get referrals and right. you, set, you, get, you create relationships. And uh, that'll, that'll, in your later life, will take you through your business. Right. But today, knocking doors, uh, when I can knock uh, 40, 50 doors in a morning, uh, you can put out 2,000 emails. Today. Sure, sure. There's a lot of noise right now, though, with email, right? Especially if it's cold. So I don't, I don't know how effective email, cold email, is anymore. Uh, 15 years ago, in 2000, it was very effective. Everybody opened their email because it was a new technology. But let me ask, let me ask you this though. At what point, when you got your first listing, and then how, how shortly after that did that inspire you to knock on more doors? You know, what, what happened after that first door? Well, I 
And the next door I went to, I said, I just listened to Mrs. Smith's song. And the next door I went to, I said, I just talked to Mrs. Jones. <laughs> and before long, uh, I had uh, I had the, uh, the name on the, my car, the magnet, uh, the magnetic uh, sign. I did everything they told me to do. And before long, I would ride down to drive down the street, and people would be waving to me. <laughs> so uh, I, I actually owned a couple neighborhoods uh, because they saw me, and I was a real person. And I think that's that's what what's been lost. Mm. Uh, people never. I went into uh, uh, a uh, subdivision down in Paradise, which is uh, down the east side of town, and I was knocking on doors. And they told me an agent, uh, everybody was telling me, well, th this is my agent, Andrea Glenn, Andrea Glenn, Andrea Glenn. I said, do you know Andrea Glenn? They said, yeah, she sends us things for our refrigerators, <laughs> pads and pens. Okay. I said, well, have you ever met her? They said, no, but she puts a pumpkin uh, <laughs> at Thanksgiving on her porch. Right. And that, that, that told me something. Yeah. So, Actually, so what we did, just to interrupt you for a second, sure. one of the, the neat things that we did is we would send a, a letter, handwrite it to the person, and we would put our card in it, and we would staple a $2 bill to the card and put it in the envelope with, you know, and you know, say, hi, this is uh, John and Ruth. If you want to list your house or sell your, or buy a house, just let us know, whatever we said. And they would keep the card because sure. it had a $2 bill attached to it. Sure, sure. And we got a lot of business out of that idea. No, there's, I was actually at Tom Ferry's event last year, two years ago, 16, and there was a top producing real estate agent up in the Northwest, in the Pacific Northwest, Seattle or Portland, one of those. And she still did that every Christmas, passed out, hand passed oh, out, yes. wrapped cookies mm -hmm. in this particular farm, you know, like this group of 500 homes yes. that she covered. And basically there was enough turnover in that neighborhood where she pretty much dominated and got the majority of her business. There was um, a guy in Arizona who was, his name was Baker. So what do you think he's doing? <laughs> he put cakes on everybody. Right. Uh, and Thanksgiving. Yeah. I think he did a zucchini pie or cake or something, pound yeah. cake. Right. And, and he was one of the top producers in Arizona. Right. So, it, and there's not one thing. What Bruce was saying earlier, there's a lot of different ways to be successful in real estate, but the consistency. Uh, the when I was taking right. listings, I was really had to turn into a listing agent more than anything, any other kind of agent. The best kind. <laughs> list to last. Yeah, you've got thousands of people working right. for you. Right. <laughs> 13,000. <laughs> exactly. Or 12,999. So uh, you can always learn. And at that time, uh, the internet wasn't around. So I was knocking on doors and I came back to one of the doors I knocked on because they, they showed some interest. And she said, I listed it this morning. I said, you listed your property? She said, yes. Uh, I said, well, I would ask, what what was the difference between them and me? I said, I, I wish them all the best, mm -hmm. and if I can sell your home, I will. But I'd just like to know why you listed with them. She said, let me show you. She brought out a package, and this was this hokey little package that had a hole cut in it with a Polaroid picture of her house. Hmm. And that's, that was a camera in those days, the Polaroid. Right, right. So this guy took a picture, 
and put together a little package for her and, and, and made a difference. And I think it even put sold on the house, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what do you think I did? <laughs> I started handing out hooky little packages. Right. And, and it worked. So with technology now, it's easy for a lot of new, new agents, even seasoned agents, to not want to go out and knock on doors, not want to do the, you know, the creative things, because it's work. What I'm hearing you both really say at the end of the day, tried and true, it's a lot of work. How do you think technology supplements maybe some of that, and should agents rely more on what's happening with social media, email marketing, you know, Boomtown, and all these other different resources that are available right now? Well, I think that you have to have um, a strategy if you're going mm -hmm. to use technology. And what I find when I talk to most agents, they're just, you know, they're, they're scattering all, they, they don't have a strategy for LinkedIn or they don't have a strategy for Facebook uh, or Periscope or Twitter, whatever they're using, they're just like tweeting. Sure. Without a strategy. Without a strategy, instance, yes. okay. So I think, just yelling out into the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And then wondering, well, this doesn't work, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so that's, um, that's what, I'm sorry, but that's what we teach right. is a strategy. Because it, and, and even back in the day, we had a strategy. You know, you, you get business and then you follow up with that business for the rest of your career. And that's how you get referrals. And so um, John uh, gets referrals all the time. I mean, he just got several listings because uh, of somebody that uh, he, he knows. Mm -hmm. um, and because, you up. because we follow up. So right. working all the time, realizing that, you know, you're basically on call. Um, and you're never too busy, <laughs> right? And that you follow up with people and that you're consistent. John said that word and I totally believe in consistency. Right. If I'm anything, I'm a hamster in a cage just going round and round and round, just right. doing the same thing, producing good results. Exactly right. and, and managing my expectations. And the other thing we used to tell new agents is, if you want to make 20% more next year than you made this year, guess what? In 2018, you have to do 20% more work. Mm. And that's, you know, it, and I give out uh, database suggestions, as I call them, where it's 100, 100 ideas of people that you can go and talk to and say, you know, hi, you know, I'm Ruth, and here's my card. I'm in real estate, and I know that, uh, you know, I drive by your cleaners every day, and um, I dropped off my clothes last week. People that you do business with, they realize, hey, she's giving me business. Right. Maybe I could give her a shot, or maybe somebody I know could. Right. So you just have to be smart about, you know, how you spend your time in today's world, right. and you have to keep working and keep working and keep working. So we'll you don't have to be the smartest uh, person in the world. You just have to marry smart. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta marry smart. And usually the C students run the companies. <laughs> the A students work for the C students. Um, so where would you spend? The time now, like if you had to build a strategy for, for an agent that's struggling or a new agent right now, from the combination of hard work, the ground floor, you know, the footwork versus using technology, how would you structure a day? I'd, I'd go back <coughs> to the basics. I would do open houses where uh, you don't want to be more than five signs away from finding the house where people get lost and don't want to come to the house. Mm. Open houses are a good way to uh, pick up buyers and also get listings. Uh, people, uh, a lot of real estate agents don't understand, but 
that's an opportunity to get listings because you invite your neighborhood into the open house. Right. Uh, I would advertise, uh, cheap advertising, cheap advertising in the paper. You see a lot of agents that still do that. Uh, you can you can advertise other people's uh, listings. You just have to ask. Right. And you think the paper still works, Jeff? I, I know it does. You know it does. Okay. I know it does. Okay. But before we get there, I know we. Everybody says do open houses. I mean everybody, even Tom Ferry. Right. right? All everybody says do open houses. And yet ninety-nine percent, you know, probably ninety percent of people don't like it, right? 99% of people don't do it right. <laughs> well, we, we know a fella from Laguna right. and uh, he had gone bankrupt uh, and he had moved from Denver to Laguna. Mm -hmm. And so he and his significant other at the time had a strategy, and that strategy was they were going to sit in open house every day for 365 days. Wow. And so they started, uh, brand new to the town, but agents always wanted somebody to sit in open house, sure, keep sure. their sellers happy. So they started, and finally they got a buyer, and then they got another buyer. By six months, they had saved money enough so that they could buy potholders so that everybody that came into the open house, they would give a potholder with a, uh, their card stapled to it. And all of a sudden, by the end of the year, they had done about $150,000 in business. Wow. And, and in commissions. In commissions, okay. I mean. Then the next year, because they continued to do it, and they, con they continued to write notes. Um, his name was Bob. Bob would write uh, a note that was like a positivity message. He wouldn't write anything about real estate. You know, just, hi, you know, hope you're having a great day. It's been a great year. Here's my card. You know, if you, if you know anybody, always do the referral sure, line. Sure. And the next year, he made a quarter of a million dollars. When I met Bob, he made $1.4 million after doing that for five years. And with and nothing else. With no. nothing else. That was his whole strategy. Wow. And um, he had people do testimonials. And the one thing that the people that were doing the testimonials said, Bob always followed up. Hmm. He, four times a year I got a card. He uh, once, I think his third year, he started having a client appreciation party. And so that's just, he was just such a candid guy too. He said, I wear a white shirt and a tie every day. And I carry shoe polish with me, you know. I mean, wow. And he just said, the simple things. Just the simple things. And he said, and people loved it, you know. And I would always, if somebody said, uh, Bob, I see you have a house listed down the street. Would you come and, you know, let me know what my house is worth? I'll be home tonight at five o'clock. Bob said I would deliver that listing package on his doorstep at noon. When he got home that night, it was there. Little things that impressed mm -hmm. people that. Sure. On top of it. Almost right. like they're the only client that he has. And um, well, that's, when a, I, that's a good point. You see a lot of agents where their next door neighbor uh, sign goes up, and that doesn't make you feel real good. And you, you ask the person, well, they said, well, I forgot you were a real estate. <laughs> when you're in the business, you have to be in the business. Right. And Sales is sales. Right. It's a contact sport, I always right. say. What is the statistic we said the National Association of Realtors had? 5% of people actually use the same realtor? Oh, it's again. terrible, yes. Like if you sell a house to somebody, then you never follow up with the person you sold the house right. to. So now they, you know, 
they are called orphan buyers. Right. They were your buyer, now they're an orphan buyer because nobody's following up with them. Exactly right. The person that just gave us the five listings this week, uh, they, they've been in town for 17 years. And they said we were the first pe people they met in real estate, and now they were the last people they met leaving Las Vegas. Mm. Wow. And that, a lot of that is because <laughs> Ruth follows up. We send cards, and for 17 years, they've received a card from us. Right, right. Four times a year. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and my philosophy is, especially in real estate, and in the actually relationship business where you do sales, is the, the close of the transaction is the start yes. of the relationship. Yeah. Right? And if yeah. you really treat it that way, because obviously, what, what's the average person? They have four or five homes in their lifetime, something like mm -hmm. that. So they're doing yeah. four or five transactions. Yeah. And if you're only getting the first one, you just left a whole bunch of money on the table. A lot of money. A lot of money. Plus so. a, a lot more work. Right. Uh, it's uh, when someone someone calls you up and says, "I'd like to, I'd like to list my home." And by the way, I've got four other homes. Right. All in all, it's a good day. <laughs> so here's I always like to dig into the mindset, right? Because that's at the end of the day, that's what prevents us from doing anything. Is like the the whatever belief system. So these things you're telling me. It's not like rocket science. Yeah. It's not brand new yeah. stuff. Everybody in the industry that trains on real estate tells you to do the, the door knocking, the you know having a system, following up a strategy. What do you think prevents people? Because you've worked with agents. You, you, you ran a, a, an office, right? Train new agents. What do you think prevents that agent from, from getting past all that, from doing the simple things like following up a, you know, a, a past uh, uh, transaction? Discipline, uh, a friend of ours who has a real estate company, uh, one, of his, one of his agents who made a good living said, uh, you know, I work all day and uh, I'm just not getting the results I want. He said, well, let's do an experiment. We were teaching agents at that time and he, he was one of the fellows that uh, worked with us and taught other agents. He said, let's put a clock on you and see, see how much time you spend selling real estate. Mm. So, out of an eight hour day, this fellow only spent about two and a half hours selling <laughs> real estate. He uh, was playing on the net, on the, on the internet. Uh, he was talking to somebody in the office, telling him how, how bad his business was. <laughs> he was getting coffee, right. going to lunch, spending an hour and a half, two hours on lunch, and uh, the, the fellow that uh, put the clock on him said, I think I know why you're not doing more business. You're not working. Right. I think that people, uh, the real estate agents, think there's some magic to this. Mm. And there isn't. There's nothing magic about hard work. It's just hard work. <laughs> right. And that's the problem. Right. You know, um, John and I have devoted our, our seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year to real estate. Mm. Uh, and that's what you have to do. And that's the mindset. Right. It's not a job, it's a journey. Yeah. You know, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And you just have to have that mentality and you never give up. Um, you, ha well, you have to like people. But there's a lot of people that get into business that shouldn't get into business. Right. And I think that's why a lot of people don't succeed because they really didn't realize how hard work it is. And I, I would tell agents, there's 86 ways in this business uh, that you can make a living. Just pick a couple. Right. 
and stick to it and believe that it's going to work because we tell you it's going to work. Sending out postcards or sitting open houses or going and meeting and greeting people or knocking doors or whatever it is that you like to do. You've got, you've got do it. dozens of people who are out selling ways to make a living in real estate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Very nice and people like that. Right. And all those programs are good programs. They all but work. They, they all, all work. work. But you have to do it. Yeah, you have and, to work it. And it's back to how do you make a living? Well, you start early and finish late and you work in between. I think that, you know, there's 13,000 agents in Las Vegas and so um, we wonder why more of them aren't making a living. But I think that we shouldn't use that 13,000 as the benchmark. No, what we of course should, not. What we should realize is that maybe there's uh, 3,000 sales and 3,000 listings. So that's 6,000 deals, 6,000 uh, commissions a month. Let's say so, and a lot of those are uh, six thousand are done by one agent will do three or four deals. So it, it would sound better if we said, well, there's a thousand agents in Las Vegas. Sure. You know, I think that it sounds bad when we say there's thirteen thousand agents and hardly anybody's making a living. Well, that's <laughs> and, well I think, and I think it's because people get into this business and they think it's easy. Well, right. A lot of these right. agents too. We tell agents. And this is something you don't hear, but if you're going to make money in real estate, you have to do everything that you're supposed to do and some of the stuff that the other agent's supposed to do because that agent's a part-time agent. And if you want to make money, you do what you have to do and don't complain about having to help the other agent do it. I was, uh, we were at uh, Bellagio having dinner and I was playing 21. And uh, the dealer said, what do you do? I said, I'm a real estate broker. He said, no kidding, I'm a real estate agent. <laughs> I said, no kidding, I thought you were a 21 dealer. Yeah. But that's, that's what's uh, in the marketplace. I mean, there's a lot of agents who... It's because the cost of entry is getting a license and paying $3,000. It's expensive. Tests, right? it, it is expensive, but... Not like college. <laughs> right, it's not like a four-year thing or you have to have experience. Uh, because, you, you know, no one's... You enter this business, then you basically have to go out and well, it's kill your own. Right? So my, my question for you is this: is that I think the hardest thing when people hit a wall, right? I want you to maybe think about going back there in the beginning days of your real estate. Is was there ever a time where you're like, <laughs> is this gonna work? Yeah. And, we and, were... and how did you get past that to continue to push forward? Well, in the beginning, we were doing a lot of land. Uh, mm. back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. I mean, land was going up by the day, just about. And then Desert Storm came. I think that was the, uh, the uh, thing that happened. 91, 92. Yeah, so all of a sudden, nobody was buying land anymore, or commercial real estate. So our broker looked at us and he said, because we couldn't even pay our office bill, and he says, I think you guys need to get out of business. So we did just the opposite. <laughs> we doubled down. And, Fantastic. Uh, yeah, and... Uh, we were at that office all the time and uh, waiting for people to come in so that we could, you know, uh, sell them a house or list their house. Right. And we have some great stories about some of the things that happened. Um, it was Friday night, 6 o'clock. Somebody's knocking on the, the door in the office. So John and I go, John goes out actually to, to see who it is. And this fellow was from Texas. His, his name was what, Jim? I forget his name. Anyway, he... The, the fellow that had the, uh, the credit, Saving. the savings. Uh, the savings, yes. you know, he, uh, he had some uh, fellows with money 
who were buying the savings and loans that went out of, went upside yeah. down. So what he did was contract offered us a, a, a dollar amount to uh, actually give uh, brokers pricing opinion, BPOs, right. on all these properties. Two hundred, and we had that was Friday. You had to have them done by Monday. And, and we so we we, we did. All we did. did. All we we did. did. Yeah. And it was because you were there at six o'clock on yes, a Friday night. Yes, on a Friday night, well, exactly. And what they did was give us the properties right. uh, that uh, they salvaged. And so we had a built-in business for two years. Yes, oh, wow. and, and because so many of our signs were everywhere, we got more business. Exactly right. Yes, and we had an investor from Santa Barbara come in and there was a sign in this condominium complex from this uh, uh, savings and loan fella and uh, he called us in to interview us he was a broker in Santa Barbara and he owned how many 76 condos or something that he gave us to sell wow. I mean because we were there on a Friday night exactly at six right. o'clock so you know hard That's work right. there's no luck in life I, I, right. I mean well luck is preparation meant with opportunity yes, right? okay. you gotta be prepared yeah. to if you weren't mentally prepared overcome the obstacle had a mindset of like look we're gonna Instead of retreating right during a downturn, you actually put all doubled your efforts. Well, let me tell you a funny story. We're in the office. We're, like Ruth said, we weren't doing so hot. Uh, we needed to make some money. And <laughs> in real estate, they give you a, a plaque, an award, if you show up like five days in a row. <laughs> so I had a wall full of plaques. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I can't afford to go to dinner. And I got all these guys telling me that I'm great. Right. There's something wrong here. Right. So I got a garbage can and I'm throwing these plaques in the garbage. <laughs> I drag it outside my door. And now Iris Fields was a good friend of ours and she's still around. And she came out and she said, uh, John, are you all right? I said, Iris, does it look like I'm all right? So I threw away all, of, I threw away all these awards. And I told and Ruth and I said, you know, we, we've got to get to work. Right. I mean, you, all of a sudden you, you want a plaque and you think you're something. Right. And that's, uh, that was the beginning. So, so let me get back to that, right? I mean, you, you're at a point where you couldn't afford anything. Right. Why didn't you quit? Because I, I love the business. I love people. I loved what I was doing. And I believed that I was going to succeed. Mm. If somebody else can do it, I can do it. Right. I mean, I'm not, and I, uh, because we work a lot, you know, we, we don't, we didn't socialize a lot except with other real estate agents. And I, I think a positive attitude you have to yeah. have. Absolutely you have to be positive about your life and about what you're doing. We and never I, talked about quitting. No, never. Wow. No. We, we were living our love. We didn't so you, you basically burned the boats like Tony Robbins talks about and never looked back. Never. Like, this is the only way we're going to go through it. Whether we make it or not, we're going to go through it this way. Well, we believed in ourselves. And I think, you know, we didn't care what other people said. And believe me, we got a lot of criticism from people around us. Sure. And looking back on it, they were either jealous or lazy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> because right. we just, and we loved what we did. That, that brings up a good point. I mean, you, you two have a different, I've known you both, right? You have a different dynamic. You very, are very... You both have your own ideas, you can be a little stubborn with each other, but it seems like you, you at least have a vision and heading down the right, the same path together, 
right? What do you what do you tell people? I mean, how did you overcome like people close to you like criticizing you or saying what are you guys doing? This you know this business is not working anymore. I mean, how did you how were you able to block that out and then still continue? I don't know that uh, we ever gave it any credit any, any credibility. I mean, we just we knew what we wanted to do, and uh, if you do what someone everyone tells you not to do. Uh, <laughs> that was motivational in itself. Right. Uh, we're both fighters, uh, and we, we never talked about not not doing what we thought. We actually we, talked about what we learned from the loss that mm. we had in, had and you know had in, ran into. It. I'm just thinking of something that happened. I mean, we had a big loss, and and we thought we were going to make all this money, and we didn't, mm -hmm. and we just. Well, what's next, right? So it never crept in your mind to say, like, should we quit? Like, even well, a friend inside? Of ours, a friend of ours said, uh, Ruth, why don't you tell John to get a job driving a cab or something? Yeah. Because close, uh, yeah. he's right. not making any money in real estate. And uh, <laughs> it just puts fire in my heart. Right. You know, right. I just want to, I'm going to show you. Yeah. You know, I just don't have that. I, I, I guess it's in my DNA or something. It's just the way I'm wired. Sure. I just am gonna if I just like with my social media. I mean, I'm I'm going after it, and I'm going after it to the edge and to the next edge and the next edge. Right. I'm not a quitter. Right. I'm just not a quitter. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, the economy was such it was uh, the bottom dropped out of it, and we were ingrained in, in speculative land. Right. And so what what's the first thing to go? <laughs> speculative land, yeah. like 2008. Right. <laughs> So, Which we all remember vividly. Yes, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, yes. <unfortunately>. yes. <laughs> so, you know what I heard? I mean, great stuff. It's 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 a shockingly surprising to me that it's not brand new rocket science stuff. And it sounds just regular vanilla, but here's a couple things that the few things that I heard, right? First, go out, work. <laughs> work. You, work. Yeah. Right? And <laughs> work. That's the secret recipe. Right. Work more. I think that's the variable for all success. Right. And Gary Vee talks about it. that's the variable of success that anybody can do is work. Second, have a strategy. Yes. Right? Definitely. Third, follow up. Yes. Once you get clients. Follow up. And fourth, don't quit. Those are the four things yes. that I got from both of you. Well, I, both of you I, I really believe that uh, you just have to push forward. That's, that's what we did. I mean, everybody gets knocked down. Champions get knocked down. Sure, all the time. The champions get up. Get up. And that's, uh, that was our feeling. So last question, and then we'll, we'll end today's session. And we, you know, I wanna talk to you, Ruth, too, about the future of real estate going into what you're doing and what you're both doing with Agent Formula and integrating social media. Next time. Next time. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, next time. Yes. Uh, if, if, if people aren't sleeping already, uh, they might be in a few minutes here. Uh, the one viewer that we're going to have for this video. <laughs> right. No, there'll be three. There'll be three. You, me, right? <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's what's great about this, right? The philosophy that you both have, right? You're willing to try something new. You're willing to put in the work. And I told you yesterday, if we start this venture together, it's not going to be one or two videos, right? It's no. going to be six, 12 months right? because we got to build traction. But my last question for both of you is like, you both have a, a unique dynamic 
with each other. You were able to be each other's support structure through the hard times, right? Did you have other people around you that gave you that support, or was it just you two plowing ahead by yourself? No. No, it was just us. I can say that confidently. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And there was times when we had to shut the door. Because uh, we, disagreed. We, didn't always, we didn't always agree. <laughs> sure, sure. But uh, good things always came out of that. We, uh, Ruth had one idea, I had another idea. And somewhere it's like uh, buying a house. The house that she wants, the house that he wants, and the house that they buy. Three different <laughs> And uh, we, uh, our ideas meshed and we did well. But I mean, there was a lot of things along the way that uh, we, when uh, Henderson, uh, Green Valley was being built, uh, the uh, plant blew plant up blew down up. there. You weren't here then. Yeah, I wasn't here then. Yeah. Was I think you were born, plant, but you weren't here. <laughs> 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 power plant or? Uh, yeah, it was a Petro. Petro. Oh, wow. Yeah, Petro plant. Yeah, and we had, we had Listings spent, there. spent all our money. Oh, wow. Advertising there, and people couldn't even open their door. Their canaries were dying from the air. <laughs> Seriously. Wow. So, so uh, and we, we, I think adversity makes you stronger. Absolutely. If it, it can make you stronger, it can break you down depending on your mindset. Yes. Your philosophy. It's a challenge. Yeah. That's absolutely. all. Just a challenge. There's no problems. They're just challenges. Exactly right. Yeah. But when you get up in the morning, uh, you decide what kind of day it's going to be. Right. Can't let anyone else decide for you. Yeah. Absolutely. One of the feature views I'd like to do for both of you is just to understand the dynamic between you two. A little bit more background history of where you both came from, you know, and how you developed this mindset, right? Was it from your parents? Was it from, you know, a, a hero growing up somewhere? somewhere That's a whole like, other discussion. Exactly. Yes. That would be a great another session. That would be a so great another we'll, session. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll do that. In the because moments. we came from totally different backgrounds. I mean, the fact that we're together is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's me and my wife, too. So... so but, you know, it works. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's let's end it today and then we'll okay. continue next time. Sounds great. Right. Forty two.